Town Sports. Headlines. Good afternoon, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Grizzlies point guard John Morant has been suspended 25 games to start the 2024 season by the NBA. Also, Zion Williamson could be on his way out of New Orleans, as Brian Windhorse is reporting that Williamson has a minimal relationship with the Pelicans and that the Pelicans want to trade up to draft Scoot Henderson at number two or number three. And now it's time to update the U.S. Open leaderboard, brought to you by Naturewood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality. So right now we have Wyndham Clark at 9-under, in the clubhouse, 67 for the day. Xander Shoffley, San Diego's own, also at 9-under. He's currently on the sixth hole. And in first place, we have Ricky Fowler sitting at 10-under. One shot ahead of Wyndham Clark and our buddy Xander Shoffley. Those are your headlines. Now it's time to return to Whitey Gleason and Jay Johnson here on Cattles and Rami. Busy, busy day in the association today. We'll get to all of that. The jaw suspension, a new GM with the Warriors. Michael Jordan selling his uh, majority share. Of course, a lot of speculation also about what the Kings will or won't do between now and the draft. JJ called a shot earlier on the show saying that Beal and Dame Lillard are both going to be on the move before the deadline. Somewhere, somehow. Hopefully one of them to Sacramento. You really you really think that's a possibility? No, not really. But, I mean, you can hope. Yeah, you can hope. For you. As much as J.J. hates Patrick Mahomes, he loves Damian Lillard. Love loves Dame. Damian Lillard. Love Dame. I heard you yesterday. It sounds like you're a big Bradley Beal fan yeah, as well. I like Beal. Whitey, you're not a big you're not a Beal I like guy. Beal a lot. I just, I, you know. Think the he whole, fits here? The whole Kings thing, it's like I think you'd have to give up way too much to bring him in. Hmm. Do you think he fits? Basketball-wise? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you could just say... Kevin Herter, thanks for everything. You want to go to the bench? No? Okay, thanks for everything. Bradley Beal, plug him in. I like that, but uh, yeah. obviously it's not that simple. Got you. You know? Understandable. I mean, you guys talked about it. And, yeah. yeah. GM I mean, love. Beal or no Beal, wow, what would you do? What would you – How are you willing to give up Keegan Murray for him? Beal or no Beal? Big no, package. not Keegan. Okay. Not Keegan. No Beal? I think uh, – yeah, no Beal. If, if you leave me Keegan, De'Aaron, Domas, Malik Monk, I'm willing to talk. Anybody else, I'm good to go. So Kevin Herter, Davion, Rashawn Holmes to match the salaries. Good to go. Yeah. Three Uh, picks this year, obviously. The problem there, yeah. If I'm Washington, I'm going, "Eh." Does Washington want to win? Are they trying to win? Washington wants to get, you would assume, maybe I'm wrong, with their new GM, Michael Winger, if they're getting rid of Bradley Beal, they're going to retool, reload, uh, stock up with young players. Look, I'm giving you Kevin Herter. Good good chip to spin around. I'm giving you Davion. Depends on how you feel about Davion. He's so just I'm, not, a, at this point, I think, nice player, but he's not a starter. Just depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. I could probably well, your argue. Your team, if I'm, the, if I'm the Hawks, or in this case, the Wizards, probably, yep. I'm looking at it and saying, well, you guys don't think he is. Yeah, but we got De'Aaron Fox. Uh-huh. Where else would he start? That that's I mean, see, that's the conversation is, for me, if I'm the Kings, I'm trying to – let other people know. I believe he is a starter, but we got De'Aaron Fox. Now we have an all-NBA player, so we don't really need him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how you sell that. If you believe that, it's to be decided. But when it's really all said and done, you know, De'Aaron, he's not going to start over De'Aaron Fox. No. I think you'd have to include future assets. Keegan would be Truth. one of them. Again, if I'm the Wizards, I'm like, what about Keegan? No. Yeah, no. Okay, then 
what do you got? Oh, we got some future draft capital. Davon Mitchell. I don't think that gets it done. What about your boy with, Sasha Vizinkov? You uh, can have him too. The problem with that is Vizinkov would have to be part of it. He'd have to say, Washington, okay, I'll go there. If he doesn't sign off on it, then his rights mean nothing. Because I can say, here you go, Washington. You can have his rights. Is he going to sign here? Uh, I don't know. Good luck with that. That's your problem. So if I there's hear you, not that much value in that. So if I hear you, what you're saying, the Kings don't have a lot of value to to trade unless they're willing to trade Keegan. And I agree with you. That's too much. Yeah. I think that, the value there though is Kevin Herter because wasn't everyone saying all season, wow, the Kings got a steal on Kevin Herter, right? That was the talk around the league, and they gave up a first round pick for him. So mm-hmm. maybe Washington gets a third team involved and they flip Herter for a first round pick or a, a maybe, couple picks. Sure somewhere else but the I, kings don't have the value specifically yeah i was yesterday on with chris and we were talking about it and that's that's how i see it i think if something were going to happen it would have to be you'd have to have three teams yeah agree yeah i so, mean or you got to talk to harrison barnes and see if he he's agreed to a, a sign and trade as well uh-huh. you know or terrence davis too uh, yeah but i think harrison is the piece you, you could probably get td at an affordable affordable price as another team and don't really impact you know, your your cap. I think Harrison is going to probably, and we've heard from, you know, different NBA analysts here on the Cowboys and Rami show where he's going to at least probably want, you know, 15 to $20 million range. That's where he's going to fit at. And so if you package that with a little Rashawn Holmes and maybe, a you know, a Kevin Herter. See, my thing is this. I think you have to get, you have to get better in a couple of spots to get further than where you are. Right. Yeah. And I understand that. And, I wouldn't disagree with that. And so if that's the case, if you're not willing to give up Keegan Murray, which I doubt the Kings are because he's under rookie contract. So you're looking for someone. It doesn't make sense to trade Keegan Murray where you have more handle on him for the next four years. Right. And under what he what he's going to get paid to go get a I'm max guy like Bradley. I'm right Bill. there with you. OK, so if that's the case, that means he's going to be a starter, too. So now we got three starters that's locked in. We're only playing with two two other guys. We know Malik is here. You know you have Davion as a ch- as a chip to move. So now you're either looking for, uh, depending on what the Kings believe, you're looking for a stretch four probably, or a big guy in the five position that probably can stretch the floor and move out of Domas' way, or you're looking at a two. You're really looking at a two slash three guy. We're all everybody, and this is the one thing in the NBA. Everybody's looking for three and D guys. Yeah. So when when you look at we look at all these rankings and lists, and you talk about it, it every next to every single person, unless you already have Kevin Durant or you have Paul George or you have a certain Jimmy Butler, you need a three and D guy. So that's probably twenty five out of the the NBA teams need a three and D guy. So well, you're teams not are right getting, near the top yeah, of that list. You're though. not getting that. That's basically what you're saying is you're not getting that in free agency unless you're spending a whole heck of a lot of money, or you're giving up pieces. Why do you just said you're not giving up Keegan Murray? So now if you're not getting that top is three Bradley and D Bill guy, a three and D guy. No, that's that. This is my point. You're not getting a three and D guy. You're not going to get that without giving up Keegan or big-time money. I might get one in the draft. I'm not saying I'm going to get a superstar, but there's a chance I could get a decent one in, at 24 in this draft. If you believe There's it. a good chance. If you believe Based it. on who should be available there. And so this you never is, know with the draft. You very never true. know. Very true. But um, there's some promising players there. I get that. Yeah. If you're willing to bet on the draft, then shots out to you. And if the Kings are willing to go ahead and do that, more more power to them. They've missed a lot more than they've hit. 
Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this regime hasn't been there, so I can't say that. But what I'm That's saying, a fair point though, yeah, what I'm saying with that is this: it's easier to get a two than a three and D guy in this league. So twos are more at a plethora. That's Bradley Beal, which means they're less valuable. Exactly. So why would I spend that much money on him? And I would hamstring my financial situations. Uh, going forward by bringing him in. It doesn't make sense. That's why you got to believe in who Bradley Bill is, if you do. And I think it's people are willing to give, excuse me, the Wizards are willing to give Bradley Bill up for less than what I think most people expect. Huh. I understand that. Windhorse said that as well, but I think there are going to be multiple teams in on the bidding. Agreed. And I think my guess is Sacramento, if that were Sacramento's offer, no Keegan, but Herter, some other pieces, I just don't think that'd be competitive. I could be totally wrong. I'm with I think you. other teams I don't are think so either. More. I'm with you. I think it's going to take a third team and or it's going to take HB, you know, uh-huh. come to Jesus moment. Like, look, sir, we appreciate you. And it's, you know, we got to move off you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, coming back here, we'll look at the 25 games for Jaw. And I got to tell you, we were just talking about uh, Sacramento as an expansion site for baseball. And I said there's a big reason why that outlook is not as bright as it was supposed to be. So I got that for you, too. Coming right back here, Cattles and Rami, White and JJ, Sackdown Sports. Live and local in the afternoon. They always keep you on edge. Cattles and Rami on Sackdown Sports. Hey, it's Carmichael Dave. No, actually, it's uh, Whitey and JJ in for Kettles and Rami today. Got to catch up on a couple things real quick here. Had me fooled there for a moment. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned robot umpires. Rob Manfred said something that actually is makes sense. Uh, robot umpires, JJ, are not likely for a major league call-up in 2024. I know they've been working them out in uh, AAA, but he says next year it's unlikely we'll see robot umpires. I'm glad Rami's not here today. I think he's a big fan of robot yeah, umpires, Yeah, he loves it. He? I think yeah. so. He, he's so, all about it. That would be bad news for him. He's all about um, it. We've been talking a lot about Sacramento. Maybe would be a temporary home for the A's. Will Sacramento ever be a site of a Major League expansion team? And you mentioned when the Rivercats came here, there was some question as to whether they would. When the Rivercats came here and they built the stadium, which was originally Rayleigh Field, yeah. the original plan was for that grandstand to be built in such a way that you could add the True. third deck. Yes. So the idea being we're going to get a major league team and no one talks about this, but as best as I can tell, mm-hmm. they had to rush the construction because the winter they had to get the stadium done. There was a lot of rain and they weren't able to actually do that. Yes. Cause they, they had to get it ready. Yes. It's tough to expand it now. Yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah. So that was the plan. We'll just add another deck, get a major league team. It's like, yeah, we, we, we can't really do that. They now. can't do that. So that's another thing that hinders our efforts to land uh major league baseball. Yeah, team. I get it. But look, money talks, man, money talks. When you, when you, it, we can knock everything down when we talk about money. But with nobody in Sacramento has the money. As true, you pointed out very true. But I think if there, if, if it, if it made sense to someone to come in here, and like Ron Burkle was at this point, you at got that Burkle. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, you know. No, that was the commissioner. Right. Said exactly. That, yeah. You got Burkle. Burkle? Right. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you have someone who wants to make some money. Utilize some land, Sacramento. Meg Whitman was going to say, yeah, investor in the kind of back door. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, You got people like that who see Sacramento as a win and can make some money off of it. I mean, look, they're business folks. 
Yeah. Business folks like money. But can't Vivek just buy all the TVs? He can. I'm pretty sure he's got powerful people in, in high places and folks with longer pockets. I mean, he probably he live is. here, but he is a Sacramento guy. Yeah, for sure. I, I, look, I, there's, there's an opportunity, Whitey. There's always an opportunity. I'm always of the of the of the aspect of money speaks, man. We know that. If somebody's got deep pockets and want to utilize Sacramento land, it'll be done. As we've seen, if Las Vegas, who didn't, the governor just came out last year and said we will. Not, excuse me, a couple of years ago and said we will not use any more public funding to bring another team here. And then guess what? Somebody got to him and greased them bombs, guaranteed. Some other money might be John Fisher or someone. And now look, now yeah. he, he's pushing bills through now. Well, that's the thing that gets me about this whole thing is you have all these cities that are clamoring for teams and you got fans in a lot of cities that want teams, whatever the league is. And you got Vegas, they're getting a baseball team. And the people in Vegas are like, we don't really want no, a baseball I don't want team. The they're the city that's getting the team. I know. It's Vegas, man. And yeah, they're like, uh, no. Who cares? Yeah. But the politicians care. I know. The people with the money care because they're making money on the back end that we just right, don't right, see. Right, right, right. One, thing about lit- one thing about paperwork and litigation and everything that goes into this is there's always some things that you just can't see. There's always a loophole, right? There's mm-hmm. always loopholes you can see. I guess so, yeah. I'm not smart enough to see them. But I I, yeah, well, I think sometimes they're in your face and we see them and we, we turn a blind eye because of the money. Because of who's who's saying it or who's writing it or who's, you know, being the person that's out in front in the public. And that's the thing with Vegas is, again, the governor came out and said after the Raiders, we will no longer use your money public. Of course, it's politician talk, right? It's politic talk. But at the same time, you can believe someone came to him and said, "Okay, check this out, young fella. I need to give you some of that money. And because of that, I need you in return to go ahead and push this bill through and mm-hmm. call a special session, mm-hmm. not just, you know, the, the assembly and Senate. The, they were gone. They were. Look, it's over. It's yep. summertime. Mm-hmm. No, no. Come on back here. Come on back here. You know why? We got this type of tax to hit. We need that type of money. And we need you guys to say yes. And as we seen some of the Senate before two, three people, they flipped. Oh, yeah. We'll go ahead and take it. Right. Because we need a yes from you on this. No, I'm not yes. voting yes. All right, well, we will get you a yes on this and this if you'll give us a yes Bingo. on this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're good. But then all at the same time, they've been arguing about educate the, the typical stuff that we hear about every, yeah. every place, right? Mm-hmm. Taking the books from our children. Yeah. You know, no, no pain on the pavement. We got accident issues. I mean, it's just so many different things, you know, all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. It's just homelessness. Where's our next meal coming from? I mean, you know, there's not enough not enough homes to to solidify everybody in our in their city. It's it, there we're all facing issues. Every city is. Mm-hmm. And when you start to ask for public money is when it gets messy. I'm saying in Sacramento, we might not have that person who has pers- the money privately to do it, but we also have the land we also have the know-how. We also have people who want to do it, which is what we've seen with the Sac Republic. It's very, very close. It's just, you know, whatever they couldn't, at that point in time, they couldn't get the person that they needed financially to back it. They may have it now. Yeah, well, we will see where this goes, obviously, but there are some people that are trying to push the A's to come to Sacramento on a short-term basis. Please don't. So we'll see. Please I'm with don't. you on that. Please I don't, don't want that. Uh, real quick, your thoughts on 
Three big happenings in the NBA today. Uh, John Morant suspended for 25 games. That's the big story, of course. Michael Jordan selling his majority interest in uh, the Charlotte franchise. And the Warriors announcing Mike Dunleavy Jr. is a new GM. What does any of this mean for the NBA? What does any of it mean for the Kings? What does any of it mean to anybody? Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, the Jordan thing doesn't really affect the Kings at this point. Uh, Dunleavy does. It's right down the road. Yeah. I think he's a natural a natural fit for where they were going. Don't you think this is interesting? Steve Berman pointed this out. I think he was on the morning show today, by the way. He says, hmm, on Twitter. Um, Bob Myers was the GM and VP of basketball ops. Mm-hmm. Mike Dunleavy Jr. is the GM. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. It, Bob. So, I mean, Kirk Lacob. Yeah. Is probably the son. Be, yeah. Absolutely. Or Joe himself is the primary decision. Yeah. Maker. yeah. yeah. Joe, it's probably a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. A la, you know, uh, down there in Dallas, you know, father and son. Mm-hmm. We'll kick some things around here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Jerry Jones and, and his son, they, same thing. I mean, I'm, look, the. When you have that type of money, why it's all about finances today here on the Cattles and Rami show. When you have that type of finance <laughs> of that Joe Lake up in, yeah, yeah, it's like, look, man, come on, son, Kirk, step on in. I think naturally, Dumb Levy is a fit. I mean, coming from the background that he is, his father's played every position in basketball that we could possibly know the man. From head coach to GM, to, I mean, he's been everywhere. He's done it all. He's got a great mentor when it comes to his father, no matter if you like him, if you felt he had success or no success. Naturally, I think it just kicks in perfectly for Dunleavy. We'll see. Look, one thing we can't do is we can't prognosticate how a person's going to do it until we see it. Yeah. It's all about if you like. But you we know. do that a lot on yeah, we do. radio. But yeah, yeah, true. Very yeah. true. Uh, they have a lot of pieces that's already at play. He's not working with a bare cupboard. So Mike Dunleavy is kind of one of those things. Don't mess things up probably for the next two or three years. And then after that, we'll kind of see where it plays. Yeah, but this is not a don't mess this up situation for them right now. Yeah. There's I think a it's a little overblown for me. Really? But, yeah. See, I think last year for all the talk of the punch and, oh, mm-hmm. we were great, but the punch knocked our chemistry out of whack. They didn't have enough good players. Yes. So what agreed. do you do about that? Yeah, agreed. You got a new GM who's in charge now going out and getting more good players. Yeah, the difference of it, though, for me is, is I believe, and this is the thing what the Warriors is, they have people who want to come. They're a place that people want to Not come play Not as many at. as there used to be, but True. you're right. But uh, look, they found that out after with the Clay auto porter and yeah. St- yeah, people want to come still yeah. play with Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay Thompson and Steve Kerr. And look, they got a brand new arena. It ain't the golden one. I'm gonna say that. We'll say that it's not the golden one. It is nice, but, but it's not the golden. It's one. definitely not the golden one. And there's too many blind spots. That that's kind of one of the things I don't like about Chase. When you're going around the major, you know, the, the concourse mm-hmm. circle, there's too many places you can't see. You know, Golden One's wide open. I could see straight across if I want to. A lot of the really nicest things about Chase Center are things that if you go to the game, you can't yeah, see yeah, them. Absolutely. Like, for example, they Play have the, golf. the, the only <laughs> um, in-ground hot and cold tubs in the visiting locker rooms, which is great if you're trying to recruit players. But for us, going to the game, it's like, well, I don't care. Matter. Tyrese Halliburton was like, he said <laughs> that this past week someone asked him that question uh, on Twitter, and he was like, hands down, it's Golden State Yeah, because of that the uh-huh. hot and tub yeah. situation. Um, but the Jordan thing for me is billionaire making billion money. So whoop de doo, you know Jordan. Yeah. Jordan's Jordan. You're right. It's just Thank sad to me. That, it's just sad to me that he couldn't figure out uh, how to translate 
the greatness that he brought to the game as a player, it didn't translate to him running a team. And maybe it will someday, and maybe I'm foolish to think that it should have, but I don't know. And I would think for Michael Jordan, it's got to be frustrating for someone that competitive to have to say, I can't do this. Yeah. If he even admits that to himself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jordan looks at it from a different point, you know. And it's got to be, as you said, it's got to be interesting and tough to. Jordan was a, I mean, he was full bore with it. You know, oh, he, I know. he didn't stop. No. All all day. Look, I'm in the golf ball. I'm at, I'm on the uh, the tables at the, at the local casino and I'm playing hoop. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was all about. And I'm pretty sure, you know, the there's a different generation now, Whitey, man. I have a 12-year-old daughter. Sometimes I'll be like, what is going on? What is – I don't even understand. So I'm pretty sure Hasn't he's saying every the same generation thing. said that? Yeah, though? probably, About probably. That, yeah. yeah. I, I, but I, I think this time more than not, you know, this generation uh-huh. coming up is – whew, it's going to be interesting, <laughs> brother, by the time we get a little older because, man, yeah. I digress. Yeah. You're not talking about like Kyle in there. Yeah, Kyle too. Kyle's close. (laughs) Kyle and his daughter are technically the same generation. Are you Gen Z? Yes, I'm Gen Z. Then I'm talking about Gen Z, Whitey. (laughs) And you're not encouraged? You're not optimistic? I'm I'm 50-50. I'm coy flippish. (laughs) All right. All right. Hopefully I'll tilt you one way or the other. That a boy. That a boy. Tell me the odds. All right, we'll get back to Jaw and his 25-game suspension. And coming up next, though, anybody excited about a couple of names that could be on the Kings' radar other than Beal. Next year on Cattles and Rami, Whitey and JJ today, Sacktown Sports. I don't like the way our poll is going. I don't like it at all. Best father-son sports duo of all time with Father's Day right around the corner. Barry and Bobby Bonds, 25%. Steph and Del Curry, 22%. Other 11%. Peyton, uh, Eli, and Archie Manning, which is not fair because it's like three freaking people. 42%. Football is king. It is. People love football. They do. Yeah. Archie Manning got sacked like 10 times in one game. Doesn't mean anything when he producing young children like Peyton and Eli. Yeah. I mean, you that's terrific. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should have put uh, yeah, Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. Got to put the kid. Yeah. But we, we kind of went one per sport. So we decided that the Bonds were ahead of the Griffies. Do you think that was a mistake? Were the Griffies ahead of the Bondses? I know Jay's answer. You think around here you have to put the Bonds. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And besides, Barry is the all time home run king. Not the greatest baseball player, though. Who is? Uh, to each their own. Okay. Well, I just thought you had yeah. somebody in mind. <laughs> to each yeah. their own. Yeah. Is He's he better than junior. junior? Not to me. I would agree with that. I go Griffey over Bonds. That's a long conversation, argument, whatever. Just quickly, three things for me. Bonds didn't play. For me, as someone who played, Griffey went out 100% time, all the time. Also played every single center day. freaking field for a, a lot more than Bonds did. Yeah, and to me, Bonds took days off. I believe Griffey was hurt quite a bit because he always went out 100. Always went hard. If you look at some of the injuries, broke his wrist, ran into the you know the, yeah. the fence and all that type of stuff. Let's not forget there were times where cats were throwing batteries at Barry Bonds for letting a ball go over his head, which he thought was a home run. He never moved, and it didn't go over the fence, you know. Mm-hmm. But look, I digress. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the team that Ken Griffey Jr. finished his career with? White Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, why Good for you. Love yeah. the kid, man. The kid uh-huh. was my guy. Uh-huh. By far, injuries we know, would have, he would have smashed every record. 
if he could have even been healthy another three seasons. Mm -hmm. Three seasons, he would have turned everything upside down, for sure. Even if he would have finished two or three of the seasons that he got hurt in. Just a beast, man. So we should have put him and his dad up no, there? No, no. Yeah. As you said, Bonds deserves it. Don't get me wrong. You know, for whatever, you know, he's a giant. So I'm never going to love a giant. For everybody that loves Barry Bonds, I have nothing I have nothing ill against Barry yeah. Bonds, man. Yeah. I can understand what happened. I don't condone it, but I can understand it. Yeah. I'm with you at this point. You know? I yeah. used to rant and rave about it. Now it's like. I don't know. I'm sure there are a lot of guys already in the Hall of Fame who did that. So For sure. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that is our YouTube uh, poll. Uh, if you care to cast your vote, don't don't vote for the Mannings. Well, do vote your conscience. <laughs> don't vote That's for right. the Mannings, yeah. but vote for whoever yeah. you no, want. Go ahead. Whatever you think is uh, whatever you think is best. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, baseball, I know we've been talking a lot about the A's uh, today. I, it sure feels like it's a done deal, Jay. I think we Close. can agree on that. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. It feels that way. Money's behind it. Too far. Too much money and it's, it, it's behind it, and I think it's went too far. Though, never say never. Right. Never say never. Right. Sacramento Kings, We're pretty sure it was done. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kings never said never, and uh, we have a, a top three seed yeah. in the Western Conference, brother. Yeah. How are they going to uh, stay there? Are you excited about any of the names that have been linked to the Kings in the last couple of days, other than Bradley Beal. We've gone around and around on Beal, and I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll talk about it more. But we got, and I think you and I talked about this guy when I was when you and I were doing the show Monday, uh, OG Ananobi mm-hmm. from Toronto. Um, and then, well, actually, these two guys haven't been linked to the Kings per se, but they're supposedly available. Jonathan Kuminga from the Warriors, Warriors shopping him, and Zach Levine, who years ago the Kings did extend an offer to. Yeah, they did sign him. That was Vlade. Vlade signed him. Yeah. And uh, the, and King, the, Bulls the Bulls matched. matched and, right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Was that something for $72 million? That Was that right. four for $72? Four for 72 that, was yeah, the yeah. offer sheet. Man. Yeah. Look how far we've come. This man is like, look, I need all my money now. Zach Levine, <laughs> well, no, I want all bit of $200 million now. Uh, I like Zach Levine. I know why a lot of people don't. Just the Griffey thing. He's injured quite a bit. I also think Kaminga works perfect for the Kings. Kaminga? I do. I really like Kaminga. Mike Brown's familiar with him, so I'm pretty sure he knows what he's going to get into. I would think... If Kaminga is there and Mike Brown really likes it, it, you know, as a fan, we'll find out. Because I think I would agree with that. You know, he'll be there. He'll there'll be a conversation or two to be had. Because I think you can grab him for, you know, I won't say a, a little, but I think he's gettable right now. Supposedly, and I'm yeah. sure you saw the same thing I saw. Supposedly, the Warriors are looking to trade Kaminga yep. for a high draft pick. Part of the issue there for the Warriors is. Uh, Kaminga doesn't make a ton of money, like six right. mil, but they're so far over the cap. If they can get a good young player, a rookie to bring in and plug in on a rookie deal, that helps them financially. Um, it's funny because when the season ended for them, when they got knocked out by the Lakers, Kaminga's agent came out like right away mm-hmm. and said, uh, yeah, we're going to be looking to move if they can't guarantee us a spot. Plenty time. And the Warriors did, no, 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 don't, wait, 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 don't worry about that. And then just a few days ago, the Warriors controlling the narrative said, oh, we're thinking of trading Kuminga. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. The power's in our hands, not yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you interested in Kuminga? I think he fits fantastic here. I think what he does, to the best of our knowledge, what we know, he, I think he still has a lot more upside. 
he's not a finished product, of course. I would love to see him get 30, 35 minutes a game for a season to see how, you know, how he plays out. But I would take a flyer on him if I'm the Kings. How about yourself? He's my wife's favorite player. Okay. So as I said to Chris yesterday, i got to be careful what I say. My wife loves Kuminga. Really? And just the way he moves sometimes okay. is like, even if he doesn't have the ball, just the way he like goes from one end of the court to the other, just the way he moves is like, there's something different about that guy. Mm-hmm. I think the key to that, as far as the Kings are concerned, you touched on it. I, th- I agree with you completely. I think it's a brilliant point. Mike Brown knows him extremely well. And you know Mike Brown... If that's an in play at all, and someone goes, Monty or whoever goes to him, say, Mike, coach, what do you think? He's got, a, he's probably got a really strong opinion. He probably knows, like, either yes, he fits perfectly here, or no. Nah. It's just, yeah. My my guess would be he struggled so much, did Kuminga in the Warrior offense to find his way. Mm. He made strides, then he struggled, and they always kept trying to find room for him. And Steve Kerr just didn't have faith in him. My guess would be that he would not be a good fit for the offense here. But I agree with you. He's got tremendous upside. And, boy, he's exciting to watch. Yeah, he is. That's a great point because, you know, Mike is definitely keeping strong tabs with him and Steve. He probably. knows him yeah. really like, well. Yeah. yeah. What you think about Jonathan down there, Steve? Yeah. You think he yeah. works up here? And, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. pretty sure they've had that conversation or two. And Monty's probably definitely went to Mike Brown and had that yeah. conversation. Yeah, so I think he has a really yeah. strong opinion. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. I'm not so much sold as o- on OG. I- I'm not – I'm not – a lot of people are enamored by what he does. I For him, it's, it's kind of like – You're looking for more of a splash, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. And the reason why is, for me, Whitey – I don't know if you've ever heard me say this. I say this a few times here on Cattles and Rami. I like to play to win. And when I say win, I mean I want to look at – on paper and I want to look across my, my practice facility and be like – Tell myself, I think I can win a championship with these guys. And that's kind of how I go about many things. You know, now don't get me wrong. There are people who, you know, probably on paper and, you know, to the eye don't fit that category and they've proved me wrong. But all I can do is go off of, you know, how I see the game and how I read the game and I'm not Mike Brown. I'm not Monty McNair. I'm not, you know, Jay Triano and Doug Christie, all these different coaches. I'm just saying for me, because I'm in this chair right now, OG doesn't fit that bill for me. I'm not sure I can win a championship with him. Let me ask you this. If As you take with that, De'Aaron yeah. and Domas. If you take that template, that you, this is the way you look at a team, okay? Let's take that off of the Kings. And if you took that and you applied it to, you have to go back in time before this season started, and you put that same template over the, Nuggets, would you have said? Yes. Hey, that's a championship team. Yes, because you're you're working with probably the best player in the league at this point. The Kings don't have that. I also like KCP. I I love what he had. I I rooted for Bruce Brown. Like, go get that man. Yeah, I I'm think with that you there. dude is a beast. We don't agree on everything, yeah. but I'm with you. I think Michael Porter Jr. is fantastic. You know, I uh-huh. like uh, Aaron Gordon is is a decent ball player. Uh, I mean that sounds bad. He's a good ball player. No, yeah, I right? agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And well, so, he was, uh, well, he was a really high pick. Yes, he Senior was. Senior Jokic he was, was number four. Yeah, number 41st four first or whatever. Jamal Moore, Jamal Murray's a beast. You know, I love Michael Malone. 
Love him. Absolutely. You know, he's in your face. He's going to tell you what he feels. And he's a good coach. You saw his speech yesterday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a little slurred, but yeah, <laughs> for good reasons. All right. Well, let me try to make the case on OG Ananobi why he would be a good fit here. It's coming up next here. It's Cattles and Rami. Uh, White and JJ in today on Sackdown Sports. Cattles and Rami. Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. Just share it with our fans. That means the world to me. Uh, this is an amazing experience. Something that I believed in. I had no doubt that we'd get to this point. I had no doubt because of the people I work with every day. Head coach of the uh, world champion Denver Nuggets, Michael Malone. It's his Whitey and uh, JJ in for Cattles and Rami today. How about it, JJ? We had Michael Malone, former Kings coach, winning the world championship. Uh, and we had the former Kings owners, the Maloofs, yeah. as minority owners, having a share of the Stanley Cup champion, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Man, big ups to all of those fellas for uh, accomplishing something that I never had an opportunity to do, win the championship, win the count. JJ and, never uh, won a ring of any kind. No, no. I, we always came up short. So. Not even like softball or fantasy. Oh well, yeah, I'm saying I'm talking about stuff that matters. Yeah, you know, college champ, world championships, and you know, high schools, and yeah, none of that stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Well, not a lot never. of people do. It, it's it, and I told you this story is. Well, after I left University of Texas, they wind up winning the championship the very next year when I transferred. Huh. <laughs> huh. So what was the problem? It probably was me, man. You know what? What was the problem? It was me, man. It it had to be me. Uh I'm not playing. I'm watching. Yeah, I I was. I was. I was watching from afar. That was baseball, right? Yeah, it was baseball. I was frustrated, too. I was like, man, (laughs) dude, that could have been me. You were rooting against them? On some level? No, no, no. Okay. Not rude. Because I had a bunch of friends. I had a bunch of friends and stuff that I was playing there. And then the other part of it, too, is my what would have been my senior year, Fresno State won the, the, the national championship. And Fresno State was one of the schools I was looking at. Mm-hmm. But at that time, a young Jay head coach, you know, a Yankees form, I had to cut my hair, mm-hmm. no facial hair and all that. I'm like, man, you must be crazy, coach. I'm not... You know, at that time, I had braids all the way down to my chest and all that type of stuff. I'm not cutting my hair. And they wind up winning my senior year. Ah. Yeah. So. Wow. There you go. Close. Yeah. Yeah. So is OG Ananobi what it takes for the Kings to compete, maybe win a championship this year? You're not sold. You'd rather have Zach Levine than OG Ananobi? I would. OG is a... What, what he's look, a three and D. You say is he a three guy though? Yeah, he he's is a, a defensive guy. He won. He, he was all NBA defense this year. He's like if you uh, what's a three and D guy? He would be like the definition of a three and D guy. Yeah, but hey, he's not. I guess you know what I'm looking for, Whitey. I'm looking for you want star star. Which yeah, I I'm understand. looking for sizzle, brother. Yeah, and I understand it's not always there, and sizzle isn't always the best, but. OG Ananobi doesn't, for me, doesn't move the needle to win a championship. You got two guys right now in your roster that, according to the ringer. 37% three-point shooters, okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 39% last year. 38.7, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, What I was going to say was, according to the ringers, 125, top 125 right now. Yep. You got two of the top 20 players in the league right now. Yeah, 17 and 20. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, you already got some legitimate uh, third team all league guys 
Truth. I, I, I guess I'll so look at start. I'll look at it like this. He's How many a, more stars do you need? I need one more. He's a he's a career eleven point six point shooter. A, a points me, a game. Yeah, I'll back off here. If if you're telling me he's not a like a superstar, I, I agree with you. I'm not yeah. saying that. So if that's the argument, like you're right. Yeah, but I do, still think he he can really help this team. Do you think you can win a championship with him? Um, with the structure and the frame, I was going to say have. they did once, but he hardly played at all on that team. Yeah, he was out to play. Yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah. Play. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, he's 25 years old. So, by all means, he may be coming into his own right now. Like I said, he averaged 16 last last year. Per For his career, he's putting up 11. He's a 37% three-point shooter. Yeah. Field goal percent, 47, which is fantastic. He doesn't really do anything else anywhere. You know, he doesn't he grab the rebounds. That's right. He, um, he doesn't know, he's not passing the ball. He's not grabbing no, nothing off the glass for the most part. I mean, you, you, I guess. I think he'd be an upgrade from Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Barnes. I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that. But if you have to trade Kevin Herter, then what's the point there? And the other part of it is this if you, and this is the way I look at it, this was the first year, but if you took Harrison Barnes out and you replaced him with OG, do you beat the Denver Nuggets this year? This year? No, yeah. I don't think so. Do you beat them next year? Let's just say the OG Nuggets and, do yeah. run it back for the most part. I'm not saying he takes care of all your issues. I think if you brought in, let me answer your question this okay. way. If you bring in OG and an OB, let's say it's Barnes out or Barnes takes a lesser role, you're a better team. That's true. the object. Very true. Div. That's yes. the object. It's to be better. I'm not saying you bring in him, you're done. You're a championship contender. True. But I don't know that there is a guy where you can go, all right, boom, we're set. And I, I think he helps. Here's the issues with him, as you may know. This could cut both ways. He has a player option after this year. Yep. So he's going to be motivated to play well this year. Very true. However, you bring him in, he may opt out. You may not be able to keep him. But you'd probably get his best for this year. The other thing is, the last three years he's played, well, you have it there. How many games has he played? Last three years? Uh, let's see here. Last three years. So in 2021, he played 43, but that season was only 70 games. He played 48, 48 last year and 67 this year. Right. Yeah. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. Not hurt. That, that's, not hurt. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's worrisome. Yeah. I mean, look, the last three years, he's been right around 16 points. You know, 15, 9, 17, 1, 16, 7. So, I mean, it's it, he's right there. He's 16 points. He's a good player. He, he's, he is a very good player. 40% in 2021, 39, 36, and 38 from three-point, right? And he's a good defender. That's the thing I really like about him. Yeah, I, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. For me— You'd rather have Zach Levine than OG I would. I think, I think Zach Levine has, a, has star power. I also think that he has that it. I think when—and for my thing is this. With the Kings— I'm and this this goes back to the the De'Aaron thing. You have to believe De'Aaron is your is your one, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't believe that, then you're looking for someone that is almost as equal to De'Aaron. Because really, at this point, De'Aaron's a top twenty guys we've seen. Yeah, he's seventeen on the ringers list. You're looking for someone that's pretty much around twenty and up, or someone that's probably advancing to be. You know, a young guy that's moving up, and those guys just aren't available for the most part, unless you're giving up a Keegan Murray or of so, such. So now I'm looking for kind of that that B tier guy. You know, someone that's going to take a little pressure off De'Aaron, 
probably be the number two guy is not going to be Domas, which is why I like Bradley Beal. Like, I think on a lot of nights, Bradley Beal is going to lead the King, would lead the Kings in scoring and be that guy to probably take the winning shot and take a lot of pressure off De'Aaron and have the ball and create, you know, opportunities for others. That's my thing with De'Aaron. I'm not sure he can create opportunities for others all the time. I think he's he's figured out he can do it for himself. But I think the last step of being fantastic, like a top flight, top 10 guy, is two things. You have to, no matter what, every single night, go get it. I, I think he's close. In the playoffs, hand, I know the hand was there. The other part of it is I think you got to make guys better. I'm not sure De'Aaron's ever going to average 10 assists a game. If I don't have that, I got to have someone else who can create their own shot and don't need De'Aaron to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. And I need someone that when it's all said and done, because this is the one thing I believe the Kings really, really lack, is that that Draymond, that guy that's like, you know what, forget it, man. Draymond, Let's man. go get, well, we talking now. We're talking, Whitey, you were talking. That's a conversation to have. Coming up, we'll look at Zach Levine's numbers and a potential fit. And more importantly, we'll look at uh, the 25 game, speaking of numbers, the 25 game suspension for Jaw and how that compares to some past NBA uh, suspensions. Next, Cattles and Rami, Whitey and JJ today on Sacktown Sports.